in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we are here to bring you another edition of Topic Thunder, a show we do for our patrons. How's it work, John? Uh, the way it works is uh, people who are $5 and above, patrons who are $5 and above, their supporters at that level, they get to send a question thought that gets in the questions, thoughts, and comments to us. There is an email that's there on our Patreon. Only the people at $5 and above get access to that email and send in their questions, thoughts, and comments. We read them on the show and answer them. Sometimes it's one question for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's five questions for 30 minutes. You just never know what's going to happen, and we never open them up until we start the show. And if you want to be a part of the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the top 10. Go and join now, $5 and above. You get to send in your questions, thoughts, and comments about anything, anything. So there you go. Uh, Matt, you start us off, I think. Please take it away. Uh, all right. This comes from Jeff Ipsack. It says, hey, guys, back with some more ideas for the show. I've got topics for days. But first off, I wanted to say thanks for creating all the amazing content. It's really helped me through the past few years, and I just wanted to say thanks. Now, on to some questions. Mm. What's one job you couldn't or wouldn't want to do? I think mine would be working in a sewage plant. Just the awful smell nonstop every day, that would be impossible for me. Mm. He's got a couple other questions. Well, why don't we start there? What's one job you couldn't or wouldn't? want to do i think um prison guard okay i would hate to be a prison guard because i mean you're getting piss and poop and blood god knows what else thrown at you you're dealing with gangs within the prison system Mm -hmm. you're dealing with uh red tape bullshit from the people above you um you're dealing with a potential threat of your life every day that you walk out onto the yard or walk out doing the roll call or check on everybody. Um, and then you've got to kind of navigate those guards that work with you who are on the take for these prisoners who have power or these prisoners who have connections to the outside, all that stuff. Plus you get to, you have to watch, like you have to kind of look in people's assholes when you're checking them in. No, thanks, man. I'm good. Uh, that's a job that I wouldn't wish on anybody because I don't know how you do that job and don't come out warped as fuck as a human being because you see the worst of the worst of human beings in prison. And, you know, how do you not indulge if you have a, a, you know, who knows, 10 years, 15 years of doing the job, you develop an anger or bitterness or a hatred. Mm -hmm. And how do you control yourself when something pops off and you kind of lose your mind and then people have to cover for you? And because they covered for you, you've got to cover for them when they do something equally worse, equally bad or worse. So it's just a lot of fucking nonsense uh, that I wouldn't want to deal with for sure. What about you? Um, well, I mean, coincidentally, the first thing that I thought of was cop. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, for a lot of the same reasons, uh, just you deal with the worst in society, even even the nicest of people. This is their yeah. shittiest day yeah, when yeah, you yeah. show up. 
So it just has an effect on you long term. I have a friend that's a state police officer in Oof. Illinois. And, you know, after 10, 15 years on the job, it's fully changed him. Really? To where, yeah, it's just, you know, he's a much more dark and depressed individual yeah. now. And he used to be like really fun and, and bubbly. And how he ever decided to become a cop is beyond me because he was the last of my friends I ever anticipated uh, getting into it. And I don't, I think it was an aimless, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my life. And they were hiring so I could go to the academy type of thing. Oh, okay. So instead of joining military, he joined the police academy. Interesting. Type of thing. Okay. Uh, that's my assumption. I've never point blank asked him because I've only seen him like twice since high school. Right, right. Um, so it's not really something you can get into when you haven't seen someone in quite a while. <laughs> it's like, oh, so I, well, <laughs> yeah, why did you make this choice? Um, I mean, it, it, it's been like it, so, so much so that his, um, you know, the effect that it's had on him. Right. I remember I went to my, uh, my oldest nephew when he graduated high school. Mm-hmm. One of his friends was immediately joining the police force. Yeah. And I made this grimacing face and my parents got upset with me and they're like, oh, being a cop isn't that bad because I didn't explain myself. Mm. And I was just like, do you remember? And I explained who it was. And I was yeah. like, it has thoroughly changed him. Mm. Um, but that being said, uh, their neighbors, my parents' neighbors for a long time were two police officers and they couldn't have been nicer. Huh. Yeah. They lived next to us in high school. Yeah. And, uh, I saw them at my parents, uh, had an anniversary party a few years back and they, they showed up and they were still wonderful and lovely people. Right. So I guess perhaps it, depending on what division you're in, it has different effects on you. Or maybe depending on how, what kind of person you are. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's a great line in, um, Edge of Darkness, the Mel Gibson movie. And I, I know some people don't like Mel Gibson that much, but I'm going to reference it. He's having a conversation with the actors playing a senator. He's a corrupt senator. And they both served in Vietnam. And he talks about, oh, you served there. Yeah, because a lot of tough, a lot of people got affected by that or were messed up by it. He goes, I think you came out the way you came in. It just high, it just accentuated what was already there inside of you or it allowed you to release what was already there inside of you. So maybe that's the thing too. Like some people who kind of slide into the darkness, it's because A, they either have a sensitive soul and they should have never taken this job. Or B, the proclivity was there already. This just kind of unlocked it. So, yeah. But I don't know your friend, so I don't know uh, what happened with him. But that You could thing. you could sell me on that. I mean, he was uh, in high school a guy that I liked to party with because he was a lot of fun at parties. But I'm not really entirely sure, you know, his mental state during all of that because we were in high school, you know. Um. So, yeah, quite possibly. But, I mean, the, the people that live next door to my parents were still yeah. are. Really nice people. One was a police. She might have been like deputy police chief. Okay. And the other guy was a sergeant. Her husband was a sergeant. Why they met in on the same force? Yeah, I think so. And then they got married and they had a kid. And right on. I remember I asked him. So their uh, last name, you know, with snows. So I I asked him uh, because I still called him Mister Snow, and he would ask. He was like, "You can call me by my first name. We're adults. It's fine." Uh, but I had parties every once again in high school. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, how come you never said anything to my parents, said anything to me? It wasn't often, but like right, right. two to three times a year, junior and senior year, I'd have a party. Right. Hey, you're he's like, 
Yeah, in my parents' house. Right. And they're like, well, because you never left. Everybody that came over spent the night. So had people left, we would have had issue with that. Right. But because, and he was also, he said it was also a different time. Yeah, 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 right. Because his son was right there, like looking at him like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You didn't care at 17 that he was getting, you know, wasted. And I was like, this is how much of a different world it was. My freshman year in high school, so long as you had a note from your parents at lunchtime, you could go out and have a cigarette. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You just needed a note from your parents, even though it was illegal to smoke. Yes. It was 1994. Yeah. Or 93, uh, my freshman year. I still remember that, like kids going out during lunch and having a cigarette. Uh, and the kid looked at me flabbergasted and like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) When they got rid of it my sophomore year, you could no longer do it. There was an uproar among students, but what are you going to do? You're not even supposed to be smoking anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think a cop has always kind of been like, I don't know how you do that job. Yeah. Especially in a big city. Yeah. Exactly. The stuff you see and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you have any sensitivity to yourself at all, you should never be a policeman because it's just, although the good ones have like a care and empathy and a warmth, Mm -hmm. but there are other people who can get twisted with that because they see how people they, give a chance to, or they care about might, you know, keep doing it or might, uh, betray that trust or that warmth or that empathy. And that's really tough to take, you know, so, but, uh, but law and order is coming back, Matt. So are you going to watch it? Are you, are you into it? Are you seeing this thing? <laughs> I saw the preview for it. <laughs> okay. Don't they have still two others running the Merloni and the, uh, yeah, the Maloney one is hilarious. Disorganized crime. I've never watched a second of that. That and Special Victims. Yeah, SVU's all right, but I couldn't make it through the first. I mean, uh, Disorganized Crime, I couldn't make it through the first two episodes. I just was like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is, uh, oh, there's so many laws being broken here. It's, it's borderline insane. Um, but we just finished powering through Law and Order LA again. Like I, she's never seen it and it just came free on IMDb TV, mm-hmm. which is through Amazon Prime. So we watched it. It's not a bad show. I have to say it's not a great law and order season, but it's not as bad as people who's on thought it? it was. Skeet Ulrich and Corey Stoll are the two cops or two detectives. Really? Corey Stoll? Corey Stoll, dude. Is this like a young Corey Stoll? Yeah, yeah. This is 2010. Okay. This is 2010. Okay. Year. So before House of Cards. Yes. Before all before... the yellow jacket, all of that shit. Yeah. Um, and the two district attorneys, they had two instead of one. Instead of Sam Waterston, they broke it up where they would alternate depending on the show. And it was, um, Alfred Molina and Terrence Howard as the two district attorneys and the head district attorney, the older guy, that was Peter Coyote. And the two ADAs were Megan Boone, who goes on to be in blacklist a few years later. Okay. And, uh, Regina Hall, who's still acting out. She was, yeah. just, I think she was just in that. Uh, I can't remember what the recent film was that she was in, but yeah. Um, so those were. It's a great cast. Yeah, no, it's a great cast. I thought wow. it was good, but, um, I remember watching it and I'm, what happened about 10 episodes in the, or 12 episodes in their ratings were going down. So mm-hmm. Dick Wolf came in there and changed the show. He fired Megan Boone and Regina Hall and he let go of Skeet Ulrich. He thought that Skeet Ulrich was the problem. Skeet's fucking good in the show. I don't know what people's problem was with him at that time, but I thought he was damn good on the show. And then he b- bumped down Alfred Molina, who had been a cop who became a lawyer, 
Mm-hmm. And then he like stepped down because of some case that really pissed him off. Enough was enough. He's going to go back on the street where he can make a difference. So he takes Ski Ulrich's place. So it's Alfred Molina and Corey Stoll as the two detectives with Terrence Howard as the main ADA. And who do they bring or a main DA? Who do they bring in as the ADA? Oh, and they bring in Alana de la Garza from the other law and order, which had been kind of canceled. They sure. moved her in to be, um, uh, the ADA there and the show, to be fair, the show did get better. Um, but I don't think it was because of Skeet Ulrich's removal that he got better. I think he, I think both Megan Boone and Regina Hall were completely miscast. And the idea of alternating DAs was a dumb idea from Dick Wolf. Should have had one DA from the beginning. And then of course, a head, a head DA and then an ADA. Yeah. But so yeah. law and order had been on for so long yeah, at right. that point. Something new. Yeah. 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 Do something yeah. new. Uh, I mean, it's still going. People still watching, apparently. Oh yeah, and now they're. I, I don't. I'm not so convinced about the new one because I mean, Sam Watterson is is up there, man, and Jeffrey Donovan, fine, but the but Hugh Dancy and the ADA, I haven't felt any kind of spark with them in any of the trailers. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna watch it, of course, and see if it's any good. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched Law and Order. I used to, you know, watch it quite a bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since that was the case. Fair enough. It's crazy. It's still going, but good oh, for yeah. you, Dick Wolf. <laughs> good for you, Dickie. Dickie Wolf. Oh, um, all right. What, what are the other questions? Next we... question. Okay. Do you have an interesting fact that you always remember? You got an interesting fact, a fact about anything, I guess. What does that mean? Just a random factoid that you're like, oh, do you know this? Blah, 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 blah. Do you have one? I can't think of one right now. Uh, that we're closer in time to Cleopatra than she was to the building of the Great Pyramids. Oh, 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 oh wow. Yeah. Wow. And they, when the Great Pyramids were finished, there were still woolly mammoths on the earth. <sighs> really? Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Shows you how long the Egyptian Empire was crushing it. <laughs> Fuck you, Romans. No, it's not even close. Their empire lasted so long. It's amazing. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I've, I have so many facts in my head, dude. I never. And now you can't pull one. I know. No, I, I mean, I've got one. so many. I don't. What do you know. got? Give me one. What's a random fact? <sighs> the secretary's thing with, with uh, Lincoln and Kennedy. Oh, sure. Remember that? Like the, the Lincoln secretary was named Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And John and uh, Kennedy's secretary was named had the last name of Lincoln, so kind of connecting the two assassinations in that way. That's the random one that just popped up in my head. Sure, that counts. I think I'm sure there are a million other ones. It's a random fact. Um, <laughs> all right, last question from okay. Jeff: If you could have been part of any movie or TV show, Oof. which would you choose? NYPD Blue. Not even a question from the beginning. From the beginning. If I could have had the Nicholas Torturo part, I would have loved that. I absolutely loved it. Cause I, I couldn't be John Kelly and I could, and I, I would never replace Caruso and Dennis France. They were so fucking good. Okay. For the season and a half they were together. And then Jimmy Smith's coming in was incredible as well. So I would have been happy to be one of the staple of detectives who's, who's a series regular. So I would have been happy being Nicholas Torturo in that part. Cause that was right around the same age that I was in the twenties, mid twenties. So I would have been perfect for me to slide in there and take his spot. 
So yeah, in a heartbeat, just to do Bochco's stuff, David Milch's words. Fuck yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, any movie or TV show? I mean, just a random shop owner in Deadwood. So then I have to go to like all the city council meetings. I get to hang with anybody, but I don't, I'm never in Al's crosshairs. <laughs> he's, he's gotta like respect me because we're both, you know, business operators in this, but I also, I don't have a saloon. So we're not competitor, competitors. I'm not powers right. booth here. Um, so I would do that. So I'm still in the world. Right. And I have the cachet of, you know, respect amongst the camp, but right. I'm not part of the, you know, I'm not caught in the fray. That makes sense. When that people go sense. to battle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a big question. It's like there's a million yeah. movies, TV shows. Yeah. I think it's easier for me to winnow down, but movies is like, ah, what's that? What about TV shows besides, besides, uh, um, Deadwood, what would it be? To pick another TV show to be a part of? Breaking Bad? Uh, well, there's only so many cast members in Breaking Bad, so I don't want to take over any of the main cast members. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So do something like Game of Thrones, you could easily be a random person in that. I think hopefully get killed off before the final two seasons. You know what I mean? Good point. <laughs> You're still st- you were on it when it was great. Sopranos. All I'm up? saying is, I wasn't on the show and it shit the bed. Oh so yeah, I was saying- there when the writing was sterling. I think Sopranos would be great. Be one of Tony's crew the whole time. How the- stupid was that Super Bowl commercial to survive? Oh my god, it made it. It was all nostalgia. It yeah. didn't sell me the car no. at all, and. You're certainly not going to sell me with the two worst actors on the show. Oh, That's easily. The easily. Yeah. And uh, we got a new family now. <laughs> it's, it was the electric vehicle commercial show is what it was. There was so many electric vehicle commercials. Yeah. And it's not like AJ and Meadow didn't profit off Tony being a gangster. Let's put that on the fucking table. Oh, yeah. They might have killed anybody, but they certainly profited. Uh-huh. When it was yeah. convenient for them, off tone, just like they uh, had the lifestyle, just like Carmela did. Carmela profited when it was convenient and had moral conflicts when it was convenient for her. It was ridiculous. Tony stayed consistent. Yeah, um, I was just reading the other an article that reminded me of the fact that Leota turned down that role for the Gandolfini. That's why he came back for the Mini Saints. He was not. <laughs> But he was like, I, I don't want to be pigeonholed as just a mobster. I'm like, I, yeah. Yeah, when you're young, man, you know, especially because Ray's a good damn actor. I'm sure he was like, I want to see more things. But in the end, man, you got to take the money, man. You got to do your thing, especially a project like that, dude. But again, I mean, how would he have known? Yeah, you didn't know. I mean, TV, prestige TV didn't really exist yet. Right. And David Chase wasn't like, oh, my God, David Chase yet. You know, if it had yeah. been Scorsese producing the fucking show i think you would have done it you know i think if we had had this television culture for the past x Mm -hmm. number of years we just shifted it to the 80s and whatnot so then goodfellas comes out but there's all this television and then chase approaches leota leota understands yeah yeah. you can do some amazing work on television i'm interested in this as opposed to you know i don't do television yeah it's kind of like thomas jane turning down mad men the don draper i don't do television then he did hung hung was terrible I never watched it. 
I think uh, I think the show would have crashed and burned with him anyway. He he doesn't have the charm that John Hamm does. He does. I don't think he does. I think he's a good actor, but I don't think he has the charm that John Hamm does. Well, it's hard for me to envision anybody else now as Don Draper. So. Yeah, so good, man. There's I'm a bunch of those. go back and rewatch it from the beginning. I've been kind of in the mood. Uh, I don't think I could sit down and rewatch every episode. Yeah, there were some episodes that you didn't like. There's there's like a, the you know doldrums, little lulls in certain seasons. Just like there's a solid three through here that I could give two shits about. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially towards the end. It's, you know, seemed to Peter, for me, it's yeah, Peter out. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Uh, I think they did a great job with Elizabeth Moss's character through the whole, every season. And yeah. it was Don Draper's that they, to me, they shit the bed at the end with that whole meditation Coca-Cola thing. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. You couldn't figure out how to end it. So you took a, you took a cop away. You copped out with that ending. You copped yeah. out with that ending. But I mean, I preferred Moss's character when she was trying to break the glass ceiling. Oh, right. And all of that to watch her succeed there as opposed to when she finally got through and she just kind of turned into everybody else on some level. Yeah. Which human nature, I guess. Yeah. True. I got a strange attraction for her. I can't explain it. She's not conventionally pretty, but she's got some energy that's very sweet. Like I, I remember meeting her on the set for Invisible Man, but she mm-hmm. actually came, she doesn't, she, they told us she does not come over and talk to the press, but when they come for set visits, but the guy we had talked to who plays her husband on the, in the film, the a- angry ex-husband, he's really nice and had a great time with us. Uh, so he kind of vouched for us because they were developing a relationship for the film. And so she came over just randomly and she sat down with us for like half an hour. He's sweet as pie, dude. Sweet as pie. And I was just like, man, see, this is why. You, the energy was so, she was wearing a sweatpants. She was so cute, you know, so. Um, but I loved her in the show. The, uh, the douchiest thing I'll say all day. She's, she's my neighbor. Shut up. So there you go. What? Really? Where you Kath- live? Yeah. Catherine sees her at the park walking her dog when she walks our dog. Get the F out of here. Yeah. Seen her more than once. And she's like, Oh, my best friend Elizabeth and I are at the park. I'll get a text. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh yeah. And then she sucks at celebrity names because she'll be like that one person from the one thing, but she knew her name. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, well, she watched Handmaiden's Tale and Mad Men. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. So she's seen enough with her. Uh, I asked Lily if I should binge that. And she was like, Oh no, no, don't binge. I, you can't binge it. And I was like, Okay. I couldn't even finish the first season. Yeah. She said it's real rough. It's it is. Rough. It's brutal. Yeah. And I can't imagine it gets any easier. Um, That's a show that has way more female fans than male fans. I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> On some level, rightly so, and on another level, it sucks that that's the case. Yeah, true. Right. Good point. Good point. Because men are the ones who need to be seeing this shit. Yeah, a little bit. Learn the lessons. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, we're still trying to do some of this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yes. Trying. Yeah, well, succeeding in certain areas of this country. Some people are, sadly. Yeah, so. uh, (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, my neighbor comes over for, uh, you know, coffee and stuff. Uh, Dude, that would be awesome. If I start at the park, I don't know what I do. Well, I have. I might hammer only, and haul, hem and haul the whole time. Um, the only other neighbor that I know for sure, because I actually know where he lives, mm. is um, he's a great improv actor. But he was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's the dude with the toupee. Oh yeah, yeah. But you saw him like in the election and in yeah. that and whatnot. Uh, I've seen him when I walk my dog walking out of his front door. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And like going to his car. Yeah, but it's not 
Elizabeth Moss level. I don't have the slightest clue where she lives. And I'm. Have you ever seen her, or has only Catherine seen her? Only Catherine seen her. Wow. wow. I haven't. Yeah. You haven't independently verified if that is actually Elizabeth Moss. Catherine could very well be seeing someone who looks like Elizabeth Moss. True. (laughs) And she sucks at it. So I'm going to need you to go with her. She does. She sucks at it. There, we went to this ramen place up in Eagle Rock once. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's good ramen. If you're ever in that direction, I can send you what it is. Sure. And, uh, as we're walking out and she's like, Hey, that's an actress from that show that I watched. And I looked back and I didn't see anybody. Yeah. Like that of that I recognized. And it was a redheaded woman. And then cut to six years later, like a month ago, she's like, here's that actress that I was, I couldn't, I've never been able to name. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen her in some stuff. But whether or not that's actually the woman, I don't know. I don't know. And the best part is she listens to Topic Thunders, and she's probably fuming, going, that's her. That's fucking her. And be like, I, sure, I'm still not sure if I believe it, but okay. Catherine, I need I need you to take pictures, Catherine. And text, well, that, yeah, text that woman's gone. I have it. <laughs> you want the Elizabeth Moss so she can be creepy at the park? Just kind of hold the phone down. Oh, I'm taking pictures of these dead trees. Don't mind me. There's no foliage on them. It's uh, not that time of year. <laughs> she sends the the dog over there to the Elizabeth Moss area and starts taking pictures of the dog. With the yeah. Uh, if pictures. only my dog was remotely social like that. Maybe that could work. Not sure. Depends. It depends on how large Elizabeth's dog is. If it's bigger than my dog, my dog wants no piece of it. I need videos, Catherine. Videos and pictures to verify yeah. whether that's her or not. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, Pixar didn't happen. Pixar didn't happen. And I know she listens because she'll comment. She said something last week and she was like, oh, but, but something we said. You forgot this or yeah, I can't remember what it was. I remember you told me a few weeks ago you got in trouble for talking about an ex-girlfriend or something like that. Oh. Ah, well, you know, look, yeah. it comes up, it comes up. I, I oh, can't. No, I, I can't steer the conversation. I was in the doghouse for two days or three days after she found out that I did a my set in Houston when I did that thing in front of the showdown that did a little stand-up set. It was all about my ex-girlfriend, and she was just like, so you're still talking about her. So you haven't gotten past her because if you're still talking about her, you certainly haven't gotten past her. I was like, no, I was using it for jokes to show how like she kind of emasculated me, so it was funny because you're supposed to be self-deprecating. As a, yeah. a, that's kind of the most basic thing you can do as a stand-up when you're still learning. Sure play the self-deprecation stuff. And so she was just like, well, and for three days she was not happy about it and make little comments. And then finally she got over it. Well, I mean, put it like this. If people are laughing, do you think I was saying nice things about yeah, it? Exactly. Exactly. Was it? It's like, was I giving glowing praise? I mean, you should be making fun of yourself mm-hmm. in that instance, but because it's an X, you can get away with slamming them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you bash too much, I think the audience will. Yeah, it becomes sense. bitterness, and then yeah, yeah it, it does. Turns out, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, be- I mean, depending on the individual and the performer, they can get away with it, but it's right. much easier just be like to direct the yeah. jokes at yourself. Yeah, you got to fall, you fall back. Oh my god, dude! I was watching for some reason. Bill Burr stuff's been popping up on my feed on YouTube, so mm-hmm. occasionally I'll be watching some of his like sets. Do you like Bill Burr? Or are you not a Bill yeah, Burr? Yeah, that was great. His, um, him on Conan, or was it Conan? I, I think it was Conan. We was talking about how, uh, women shouldn't be involved in the NFL because they just want to ruin the NFL because they hate the fact that men can sit there for three hours with a stupid smile on their face and watch football and they just want to be part of it. And I had never thought of it. She goes, cause women are never happy because they're thinking about 10 different things at the same time. 
and they're constantly, so now they're going to come into the NFL and kind of ruin it and try to, cause they hate the fact that men are stupidly happy just watching this game. And I'd never, I thought it was a funny approach to that situation. Of course it's, you could be seeing it as, you know, misogynistic or whatever. Hey, I yeah. That. But I thought that was a, an interestingly funny way to approach that. Uh, um, cause men are, yeah, cause we can be completely stupid. We are absolutely in bliss watching football. Absolutely. Not thinking about anything, just watching the game sometimes or any sport, really. If you're just enjoying the sport, you're not thinking about 10 different things. You're just watching the game. So, and I thought that was really funny. So his, some of his stuff. bid on domestic violence, I think it's flawless. <laughs> Wait, are, you, are you getting me in trouble right there? No, no, no. It is, I think it is flawless. I haven't seen it. Okay. Domestic violence. Oh, it's violence. so good. Okay. So good. Just talking go. about, you know, in essence that, you know, there's never a reason to hit a woman. And he's like, I can give you a 10 right off the top of my head. Oh my head. God. Oh it's my like, God. you don't no. do it, but to say that you, there's never a reason, like you guys float above the rest of us <laughs> and you never do anything to provoke an attack. I'm not saying you hit someone, but to say that there's no reason, this sanctimonious <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> And then he asked the audience, he's yeah. like, women, how how often have you thought about hitting your man? And some woman yells out every day. And he's like, see? <laughs> it's like, can we, you know, it, it gets darker and darker, but it, he plays it off beautifully. Oh, my God. <laughs> and at one point, he's he fully lost the crowd. And he's like, listen, I realize I'm coming off as an animal right now. <laughs> and people are like, ah, ha, ha. you can feel the tension in the room. It's a great, it's a fantastic bit. That and him turning on the crowd in Philly, if you've never seen Oh, that. I saw that. Oh, yeah. my Lord, man. That's of legend type <sighs> of stuff. Like, that is beyond taking a one-on-one uh, battle with a heckler. He went and tore. Oh, no, it's 20,000 people. He, he set them on fire, dude. I was yeah. blown away by that. Blown away by that. Was on the, I was on the ground laughing so fucking hard at what he was doing. Yeah, and then counting down seven minutes left. Let me tell you another thing that's wrong with you fucks. And goes off for another six and, minutes left. I'm and, doing my time. And he won them back. He fucking won them back yeah, by the ultimately. end. Like, Jesus, that's it's Philadelphia. Yeah. They kind of respect that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have, it seems as though they have such an inferiority complex because they're not New York. Yeah, true. And then, their city identity is wrapped up within how many championships they've won, and it's nowhere near as their surrounding cities. So there's yeah, any of them. Yeah, but you talk about you have a statue to a fake fighter. Yeah, when you know you have real <laughs> champions from this fucking town. No, Richard doesn't have a fucking statue. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Bill Burr's great. I had to stop listening to his Monday Morning podcast oh. uh, just because I lost like two joke ideas. I didn't know the joke ideas were to go anywhere, but he's just spitballing, and I was like, oh. "That's oh, so you you." You were, you were kind of going down the path with those ideas and then he spat them out and you're like, Oh, I can't use those. Is that why? Well, uh, yeah. I felt like I just assumed oh. everybody, other comics were listening to it too. And they would hear right. that. Right. Cause there have been, there are other times you're like, Oh, so-and-so said that, but I didn't know that. And I can genuinely right. say, Oh, I didn't know. But if it's an established bit, right, right, right. Like, okay, well then I'll just stop doing it. It's fine. It's their thing. I don't really care. But right. if I knew going into it, that's disingenuous to me. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it's good, it's good it sucks. The gear, it's good to have that gear. You know, but you yeah. lose stuff. I remember I wrote down. I was so pleased with myself once. I wrote down an idea that basically, no matter how big a loser you are, you're still a winner because you're the one sperm that beat out the you know, 50, <laughs> other, fifty million others. And I told a friend of mine that, and I was like, "That's just the premise. I have no punchlines yet. That's just the premise." 
And he's like, oh, Jim Carrey did a bit like that on the Showtime special. And I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Son of a bitch. That sucks. I thought it was a very unique idea, but apparently not. But I also think it's not your job to fucking watch all these stand-ups. I know, it's not. Uh, but ridiculous. I, I'd seen yeah. his special. I don't recall it, oh, but at the okay. same time, um, it, maybe I did and I was subconsciously. And then when yeah. he said, oh, that's a Jim Carrey bit, they're like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I never did it on stage. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> Um, all right. Anyway, we're over 30 minutes. Let's we're get out of here. Thank you. So as I said at the beginning, sometimes it's one question and we go on for 30 minutes. Certainly, Jeff Ipsack, thank you so much for these questions that you dropped on us today. We'll get to other ones down the road, but please send in your questions, thoughts, and comments. We're, we got enough to last us for the next few weeks, but we'd like more so that please. we can get through them and, and have a nice, uh, replenished coffer here as we go into spring, into summer. There's got to be a lot of things you guys want to ask us about. Sports, NBA, the NFL, uh, uh, movies, TV, cooking, dating, crazy, uh, experiences, whatever. Just, uh, make sure you ask us about it. Uh, we're always open to just about every topic to discuss here on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell them? Uh, you can follow the show at Top 10 Show on Twitter, all spelled out, or you can head over to youtube.com and instagram.com forward slash the Top 10 podcast, uh, with the number 10. And hit us up over there. Otherwise, you can follow me at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at The Roka Says. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.